welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, president of Schneps Media, and delighted to be doing the Power Woman podcast with Valerie White. Valerie is a very special person to me. We've honored her at one of our Schneps Media events, the Power List of Brooklyn. And if ever there was a Power Woman, I am talking to her right now because Valerie is the CEO of LISC, which is, uh, you know, the initials for a local um, initiative support corporation, but she's going to tell us what it is she does for the community. And I'm so proud of the fact that not only is she the CEO, but she has educated herself with her family's push and family's inspiration to not only get a BS, but a law degree, a master's degree, an advanced degree. Talking about the power of a great education, I think, Valerie, you are it. Welcome. Thank you, Vicki. So pleased to be here and have the opportunity to talk to you. Um, and I thank you for inviting me. Well, you know, Valerie, I'm, I'm such a big believer in women breaking the glass ceiling of being a CEO, but that doesn't just happen. I want to go back a little in time with you to your growing up years. Did you grow up in Brooklyn? Where were you? Where did you grow up and what was the influence in your early life of who helped you become who you are today? Well, actually, I am a product of the, the Hudson Valley. I grew up in Fishkill, New York, and my daughters, who are both Brooklynites, they always remind me of that and let me uh, know that I am actually a transplant and not an official Brooklyner. But I've been here as a Brooklynite since I graduated college in 1983, so I think I can claim that um, successfully. I grew up in uh, the, the 70s in um, the Hudson Valley in New York, which at the time really wasn't very diverse, right? Both my parents are college educated and we lived there, you know, for because my father worked uh, for the state and that was where his location was. But we had to be very mindful, right, of being in a space, a diverse space, a space with women and taking on leadership uh, opportunities. And that was something that was instilled in my siblings and uh, myself. I have two older sisters and a younger brother, but we were always encouraged to be a leader in um, whatever acti activity we were involved in and also to be uh, speak out and talk about you know, particular uh, inequities that might bestow us in our regular life. Was it hard growing up in a community? Was it was it a heavily a white community at that oh, time? Absolutely. It was very difficult because it uh, oftentimes um, I, I would be the only um, person of color uh, or the only black woman in like advanced courses and just having conversations on an intellectual level. So I got very accustomed to dealing with the assumptions that come with the viewpoints of inequities and systemic um, you know, biases. And that experience, while, you know, is difficult, it did build, uh, you know, my resolve. And I still join that today in my business career here at LISC and even before that. You know, it's interesting how I do believe sometimes in my own personal life, adversity makes you stronger. Some people, you can't see it when it's happening. Right. But I think in looking back, how about for you? Yes, I think I think it it did in my particular case, and I had the benefit of having um you know two parents um who were very uh you know dedicated to ensuring that my siblings and I were very strong in our ethnicity, strong in our pursuit 
of education, strong in our academic achievements and comfortable with ourselves as um, academics, intellectual black people. So uh, we didn't necessarily feel the need to assimilate unauthentically, right? So being our authentic selves helped carry that confidence in order to continue to succeed. And again, that's one of the things I learned from my parents and I teach to my own children, but you know, drawing that um, in my career uh, to this day. Well, I think there's nothing more precious. I know an education is great, but having your parents give you that feeling of self-esteem, and it seems to me that that's what you got from your childhood on. Yes, absolutely. And, and to this day, I, it's almost embarrassing. My parents have relocated to, down to South Florida, but I go there and if I attend church with them or we're uh, outside having lunch and they run into their friends and go, oh, this is our daughter Valerie. She's a Wall Street lawyer. She, da, 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 da. So they still do all of that, you know, wonderful, um, um, you know. The children, I love family. that. Yes, absolutely. And that, um, you know, I, I'm very appreciative and blessed to have that even now. Well, I think, you know, it's in them and then it comes into you. And I think it's the most valuable uh, kind of education is to have parents who believe in you. I think that there's a, a preciousness and a value to that that is unmatched by anything else. But I know you've got a very good career and now you're working at this wonderful organization. Tell us about your mission statement for the group you are now CEO of. Yes, yeah, so I have the opportunity to work at List uh, NY, the New York region, leading the efforts both in New York City and Western New York and any um, work that we do in between. We are actually a national nonprofit. We raise and uh, invest capital in traditionally disinvested communities and to support marginalized populations. And so just bringing back that opportunity to the communities um, that may not have necessarily had the same upbringing that I have I had, but also ensure that there is that type of support to sort of uh, eradicate uh, systemic inequities and systemic barriers to opportunity is an important organization. And I'm just very pleased to be part of it at this point. So can you give me an example of a group you might have funded or helped uh, support? Oh, yes, absolutely. We fund um, uh, programs all across the uh, all across the state of New York. I can give you uh, one example in New York City, um, uh, in Brooklyn, actually, the Bridge Street Development Corporation. And I do know that um, their um, um, you know staff members, senior staff, have also been recognized by Schnepp Media in the most recent Brooklyn Power List. That organization builds affordable housing. They do community infrastructure. They work with um, small businesses along commercial quarters on Tompkins Avenue and Lewis Avenue, very active in Bedford-Stuyvesant, bringing those resources to help the businesses and the communities achieve equitable investment. And so that's one organization that we work with uh, here in New York City. So are you part of the Empire State Economic Development Corporation or is this a separate arm totally? This is a separate arm, Empire State Development Corporation. Um, I actually worked there prior to coming to LIST. Indeed, um, we do partner uh, with uh, ESD, Empire State, to deliver uh, economic uh, benefits. And I just, this past Friday, was up in Buffalo with the Empire State Development Corporation President Hope Knight announcing a partnership that we now have 
to support businesses along the uh, commercial quarters on the east side of Buffalo that have been impacted by the tragedy of the Tops murders. So we do partner and receive funding and administer programs and grant dollars on behalf of the USD in, in cases uh, similar to one I just mentioned. You know, Hope Knight used to be the Greater Jacob Jamaica Development Corporation CEO. Yes. And I know her as a Queens girl. Now she's yes. really gotten a very valuable place to bring her talents. And I'm so glad to hear you work together. Yes, I, I knew uh, Hope from Greater Jamaica and, um, you know, at List, that was also one of the organizations that we supported and, in fact, honored Greater Jamaica in 2021 for the work that they were doing in Southeast Queens on economic development. So very pleased to have the opportunity to continue um, professional relationship with Hope and continue working with Empire State Development uh, Organization, of which I am an alumna. So, you know, with the projects that um, help encourage growth, uh, to me in Brooklyn, that whole community of East New York and Brownsville has kind of been the last place to be uh, developed. So if you want to use the word, quote unquote, developed, do you have any eyes on those communities with projects? Absolutely. We are in partnership with the Central Brooklyn Economic Development Corporation, which is headed by LaShawn Muhammad Allen. And we are working with them to look at uh, bringing um, both financial and capital uh, technical support to commercial quarters, including the one along Belmont Avenue, which the, the uh, Economic Development Corporation is um, you know, partnering with the borough president to build up those businesses. So um, uh, LaShawn and the Central Brooklyn Economic Development Corporation is a strong partner of LISC, and we will be working within that East New York area, East New York slash Brownsville area, to bring about capital investment. Well, you know, this is um, such a long-awaited opportunity to build a community that's also, I think, East New York is along a subway line. And when there's a subway line, you know that there's great opportunity with transportation to be able to bring people to that area. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it ha also has a, a rich uh, history, a uh, rich history of Black uh, African-Americans moving up during the Great Migration, um, going back to the 20s. So it was a very insular community and just moving forward to um, ensure that, um, you know, the community members benefit from any capital infusion in their businesses and um, home purchase, uh, which are two of the ways that we see wealth attainment in general. So we're hoping to bring that to the community members of Brownsville and East New York. So looking forward to growing that growing that uh, partnership. So, so when you do that, um, just uh, for people listening to be able to know how they can tap into this, you lend money to businesses for development of businesses and buildings. Is that correct? Well, we lend money to uh, developers, whether they are for-profit uh, developers of color or minority, I'm sorry, non-profit developers who actually um, build infrastructure in communities. That could mean affordable housing. It could mean community infrastructure, community centers. It could mean, um, so that's where we lend our money. For small businesses, we generally raise funds and then work with the local business development organizations or nonprofits and uh, like Bridge Street or Central Brooklyn. And then we grant funds to those organizations who in turn 
will provide uh, grant monies to small businesses along commercial quarters located in those neighborhoods. So for the most part, for small businesses, we tend to work in the area of grants, uh, particularly since the pandemic, because they just have so much difficulty sustaining. Well, I think, you know, that kind of support is critical for businesses to be able to grow. And I would love for you to share with us some ideas or secrets. I call them secrets to success. You know, you have undeniably a great success in your career and have brought to on many levels, making our city a better place to live. What secrets to success would you give to our listeners? Well, I think it starts with a foundation of, um, you know, uh, education. I am a firm believer of education. So was my family. Um, on my uh, dad's side, I am the uh, fourth uh, generation, yes, grandfather, fourth generation uh, college educated with my children being the fifth. So we believe very strongly in that. I do also think there are ways to move forward in other, you know, um, capacities. But for me, just ensuring that I am staying true to myself as an individual, true to the family values that I've gained over, you know, my lifetime and also imparted to my children, to my daughters, being authentic and um, having integrity about the way I move. I think that in and of itself will always put, you know, me in a position of being successful. And I always remember, you know, my grandmother uh, always saying, uh, you you never go wrong doing the right thing, even if no one's looking, right? And that's the true test of the integrity. What a beautiful thought. What a lovely way to end our time together. It's been very precious to me. Valerie White, CEO of LISC, and he she is a great success story and certainly a power woman. So I am so thrilled to have been with you this short time and to have a great success continue. Thank you for the time. Thank you so much, Vicki. Uh, a pleasure and honored to have this opportunity to um, chat with you on Schnepps Media. And this is Victoria Schnepps signing off till next time. Bye. Bye.